Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I am Cynthia Conte, but as you can tell in our intro, my partner in crime, my yin to my yang, Miss Giandra LaBeouf. She is not here today. She was so close to jumping on the plane, but unfortunately she is sick at home. But she will be joining us later on uh, for some other interviews. But today she just, un- unfortunately she could not be in the one that we're going to be doing very shortly or actually I will be doing uh, because I know she really wanted to sit in on this way. Hey, we're bringing you another, another treat. Uh, I would love to tell you what happened in boxing because then I have no one else to talk to about boxing. I don't think you know boxing. Do you know, do you know boxing, Chase? Not a thing. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> I could just ask you, who's your favorite boxer? Do you know any boxers? Um, I know Antonio Tarver. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> as you know. <laughs> well, there you go. That is the introduction to our next guest on the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. He is a Hall of Famer. He just got inducted in the Indiana uh, Hall of uh, excuse me Hall of Fame. You've seen him in um, Rocky Balboa. He's an actor. He's a boxer. He's a let me get this. I want to make sure I got this right, Mr. Tarver. Unified WBA, WBC, IBF, and Ring Magazine light heavyweight boxer, Mr. Antonio Magic Man Tarver. Welcome Thank to you, the show. I'm so sad. Uh, Gianda really, really wanted to be here. She was seriously like packed and ready to go because she's in LA and we shoot in Vegas. And she's like, right. damn it. But um, I said, I'm going to hold the fort down for us and uh, until you get better, because if not, then... You know, you would see her in and out of the shot, and that just would not be great. But she she says uh, hello, and um, she wishes she was here. And congratulations on your Hall of Fame inductee, induction. Well, uh, it was Indiana Hall of Fame yes, uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, it was a couple was weeks just, ago. Okay. A couple weeks ago, yes. And um, I was just a spectator this past weekend at the trilogy yes. of uh, inductions yes. at the Canastota New York Hall of Fame, which uh, all of the great legends, you know, went in this year. Uh, it was three classes from 2000, 2001, and 2002. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a, a history-breaking uh, moment. And uh, I was just a big fan this weekend just to see all the the fans and all of the legendary fighters go in. So I had a great time. I did uh, peep at your IG stories when you were there because, you know, that's one of my bucket lists to go to uh, the, the, the Hall of Fame in uh, Canastota in New York. And it's, you know, it's a little small town in New York. It's not in the big city. So everyone thinks, oh, my God, I'm going to go to New York, New York City and blah, 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 where all the lights are. No, you are way out there. But the when you go through that Hall of Fame, the history that you see, the names, the faces, the people who have been inducted from, I mean, obviously way before even your time, Antonio, that's just something historical, something so legendary and, you know, something that you will eventually be a part of. You are a part of boxing history. So when you went through that, that little museum of just, you know, who was who and when they got inducted, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, you know, it's just going back down memory lane you know, back to the the guys that really paved the way for all of us. And, you know, and it was great to see all these great champions paying homage to the people that, that really paved the way. So that's what the boxing hall of fame is all about. And it really gives the fans who, who truly are the people that we do it for, you know, you know, the fans to show their love and appreciation, touch some of their idols and to be 
right there on the grounds of the uh, International Boxing Hall of Fame, which I've been about six or seven times, you know, since I uh, since the Olympics. So it's always been one of those things. And, you know, when we look at the legends that have passed on, you know, Marvin Hagler, uh, to really uh, speak of one, you know, when you go to the International Boxing Hall of Fame, you look forward to seeing guys like that because he never missed a year. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a, a real, uh, you know, philanthropist when it came down to giving back to the fans. And those are the guys I've always looked up to and wanted to model, you know, my career after. And, you know, that's why I call myself the people's champ because it's all about the people with me, man. And as long as they appreciate me and show me that love and affection every time out, then that's why I did it. And it was worth every sacrifice that I, uh, I had to, uh, uh, give into the sport of boxing. And that, you know, when you say that about yourself, because it's true, people, when, when your name is mentioned, a lot of people have so much respect for you. There's not that hatred or like, oh, Antonio sucked in the ring. No, you are, you're accolades alone. You're a bronze Olympian medalist. Not, not many people can ever, ever say that. You, you won world titles. You've gone up in two different divisions. You challenged yourself and now you're also behind the mic, which we will also get, um, we'll get into that later on. But even when, like I said earlier today, when I talked to you, when I did uh, just a little quick interview about your post-fight reaction, you're so good at breaking down fights. And that's what I love. Like you, you know, obviously, especially now since you're, uh, you're on the mic, you're one of the few that can, that can break down a fight and understand what the fighter is going through inside the ring as you yeah. are describing it. And not many people can do that. But for you to say that... Um, you know, you are the people's champ. Yes, you are, because you've obviously given your life. You've put your life in the, in the on the line for us, for our enjoyment. Sadly, but it's you know, it's it's always a special moment. And then you also do it on the screen in Rocky Balboa. That I think I read that you're one of the very one one of the four that has defeated Rocky in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Wait, is it true that there were really two endings written for that movie? <laughs> Oh yeah, it, it has to be. You know what I mean. <laughs> but but how does that go? Like how does how does one ending? Does uh, Sylvester Stallone say, "I don't know if I like it the way that ended," or just is it the writers' room? Do you get to do you get to be involved and say, "I kind of like that ending," as opposed to you winning? How does that go? Well, you know, we had to appease all of our fans, <laughs> and you know, and the one thing that uh, you know Sly really wanted to hit home was you know rea- reality. You know, we really wanted to make it look real, the fight content on there. We, we really was, you know, trading blows. And that was the caveat when you look at all of the other Rocky movies. That was the caveat. And I think the biggest um, uh, change in everything was the, the fight, re- the way the fight was uh, choreographed and the way we did our, our job. That's where the talent really came out, you know, when we had to really roll with those punches you know, to make them look as if they truly landed, you know, and I think, you know, we both really did well in that aspect. And then the choreograph, the way we choreographed it, you know, I think it was more uh, realistic when you look at the combinations and the actual fight scene, it was more realistic to a real fight, you know, it, you know, uh, so that's what we wanted. I think we hit it. We hit it out the park when it come down to that. 
you know, the fight scene. Well, I know that uh, he wanted to put someone in uh, in the uh, as the opponent to Rocky with an actual fighter as opposed to paying an actor to try to understand and try to pretend and try to play a boxer because like they always say, you can't play, you can't, can't play, boxing. play boxing. You really can't, especially like, I mean, I get there are some movies that you have Cinderella Man, uh, The Fighter. You know, there are some people that can play, but they've also done it as kind of their pastime. But there's nothing more uh, real than an actual right. boxer. But uh, kudos to you. And it was great. And, you know, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, wait a minute, that's Antonio Tarver. What's he doing in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's good. That's good. So now let's go back to the International Boxing Hall of Fame because I did see this thing, a clip of you uh, with Marcos Viejos on Fight Hub. And I'm like, that is why we would love to have you on the show because, you know, this is the first year, well, actually the first three years, uh, right. International Boxing Hall of Fame has inducted females. And let me just say some of the names. Christy Martin, wow. Holly Holmes, Layla Ali, Ann Wolf, Regina Halmich, Lucia Riker, uh, and then there's Kathy Duva. She's not a fighter, but she's a female in boxing. Pioneer. She's a powerhouse. Pioneer, yes, yes, a powerhouse pioneer in promoting uh, boxers. Barbara Bettrick. There Barbara you go. Oh, Bettrick. yes. She she's pioneer, the oldest, yes. 92 years yes. old. I saw that video of her. Oh, my gosh. She could still crack. She's 92. <laughs> Chase, I'm going to have to show you this video of her because she's a badass. She was fought in the 1950s and 1960s. But uh, just to see these women finally inducted. They broke barriers. They broke glass ceilings. They, they paved the way for for women like me and women who are fight in the ring, women who are on the mic, women that work in this sport. Um, you know, something for you as a man that did you ever think this would ever happen? Well, you know, when I came out, you know, uh, Christy Martin was out there blazing the trail already. So it really wasn't anything that, you know, I was unfamiliar with. You know, she was on all of Mike Tyson's undercar, you mm -hmm. know had the, one of the greatest promoters of all time, Don King. So, you know, I credit Don for that, you know, and we got to all give, you know, uh, credit what credit is due. He was the yeah. first one that really saw and, and realized the potential that these young ladies had, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, and then we all realized with the talents of Lucille Riker and Wolf, Layla Lee, and don't let's not forget Jackie Frazier as well. Yes. And, you know, if I, if I miss someone, you know, these are the, the, the ladies that I'm familiar with, Lucille Riker, I hate that I wasn't able to see her. Um, but yeah, I remember all of those great women putting it out there, you know, blood, sweat and tears, just like we did. So, yeah, and they deserve it. And it was long overdue. And I'm just glad I was here to witness it. I was there to witness it. And just the uh, camaraderie that all of the legends and the uh, champions had was unbelievable and i'm still on cloud nine i bet i mean i was watching the live feed and just um i didn't get to see all of the inductions i mean i even got to see some of the banquet hall interviews so that was just really touching when floyd came up crying and he was just saying i yeah. promised i promised myself i would never ever cry and you know i saw him cry because he did the nevada nevada boxing hall of fame for his father when his when senior got inducted and i introduced floyd so i saw him cry and the way he spoke about his 
his father. It was so touching. It was just obviously like anyone that's a junior, it's because of their, you know, their father who put them in boxing. But then even just during the inductions, all the speeches, just giving credit to where credit is due, all of the people that was in that, um, in every class, it was just incredible to hear their story. Either it was a two minute uh, interview or a 20 minute interview. It was very touching. Out of all the uh, speeches, which one touched you the most? Uh, it had to be Bernard Hopkins. Yes, man, yes. It, it was so real. It was so real. And just, the, you know, how he got started. And it just shows you. And the people that believed in him, even from day one, you know, Rudy Battle, for one, you know, famous referee mm-hmm. and judge, you know, and, and they told about how he spotted him in the neighborhood. But Hopkins had to go on and do what he had to do to become you know, the executioner. And it was, you know, his story was real. And you can understand his plight in the neighborhood, in the inner city. You know, he got caught up, but it was the champion that was inside of him that allowed him to focus and commit and dedicate his life to the sport. And look at what you see. He he mapped out for himself a legendary career. You know, uh, he defeated me in his prime. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he defeated me as an older guy. I was an older guy already. So he defeated me as an older guy and that showed his greatness that night. And, you know, he went on and I believe defended the title and, and, and fought on maybe five years after that. I think his last fight, he was 53 years old. And that just goes to show you his commitment and dedication to the sport and to see his son there with him junior. It was just a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, that really touched me. Mayweather speech touched me. And you know, personally meeting Ann Wolf. And and she and she was telling me about her story that really touched me, man. When you talk about perseverance and overcoming, everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. And I and I would advise any real boxing fan to make your way up to Canastota, man. Treat yourself and, and you will not be disappointed. You know, uh, we had all of the events at the Turning Stone Casino this weekend, which was beautiful. You know, they really took great care of us. And uh, like I said, I'm still on cloud nine, man. I'm so thankful that I was able to be up there just as a fan myself, Mm -hmm. you know, to just mingle with the, with, with the other champions. This is unbelievable. And I'll never forget it. I know I was living, I mean, not just necessarily mean, but I, and so many other people and so many other fans were living vicariously through you, (laughs) through Roy, through Floyd, through, through fight height, through fight hub, through everyone that was there. I was so jealous. And I told Giandra, my co-host, I go this uh, next year, I go, that's our bucket list. I go, we have to be there. Just like how uh, Tom Porter was there doing his show. I go, we are going to be doing that. And I know I guarantee you pro box TV will be doing the same thing on a, uh, d- uh, uh, doing interviews, live interviews, and like uh, just reactions from the fans and from the fighters themselves, because this is such, it is the highest honor to be inducted as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Not, I mean, for people that, that don't understand, it's not like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a popularity contest in the sense of you get written in by some of the, the best writers, the best fighters. I mean, people that matter in boxing. And there's how many? There's not that many um, uh, people to write in in your ballot. So for these people to be selected, all of these fighters, all of these people that matter in boxing that have shaped our sport is such it's truly 
an honor to just, like me, watch it through the internet. Thank goodness that we were able to see it. But thank you, Antonio, for, uh, for um, you know, going in there, going out as a fan. So now I know that uh, we talked about you being on the mic. Now I've seen you, you know, like I said, you do great interviews. You you break it down. You, you, you just understand boxing. Now you've also come into this new thing that I remember when yeah. I saw Michael Woods. So he kept saying, I'm going to start this new job. And I mean, I guessed every name under the sun. He's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, we have a stellar, stellar commentary team. I'm like, oh, now you've really piqued my interest. And when I actually saw who was involved, wow, wow, wow. Okay, so you have yourself, Roy Jones Jr., Marquez, Polly Malinaji. Polly Malinaji. Yeah, yes. and then you have Gary Jonas, who is yes. the, the creator. He was Iron Mike Promotions, and um, you guys film out of Florida. So you know, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a it's a stellar team," but it's just small boxing. Okay, first of all, y'all, there's grassroots. You, the club shows. Where do you think these fighters come from? They don't just become world title fighters all of a sudden. They have to start somewhere. And I really love the concept. Your production value is fantastic, um, and obviously, like I said the commentary is is bar none so how do you like being on the mic i'm going to ask you again because i've already said you're great on the mic yeah i love it i love it you know it's my way of uh really giving back and, and lending you know my experience you know uh to the game yeah I, I think i have a a knack for seeing it you know uh as it as it happens right before our eyes and you know that's where i'm at my best i believe you know not being scripted, you know what I'm saying? Just calling it like you see it. And I really do enjoy that. Um, and, and what we have here at Pro Box TV, I think is is something, a new beginning. And we want to call it the boxing channel because we want to be able to give our fans boxing content, real boxing content, 24 hours a day. And we're bringing live shows. We have, you know, several different series on, the, on our platform. You know, the Contender Series, we have, uh, you know, uh, the Young Stars, Future Stars series, and we have the last chance. Yeah. And we think, you know, these platforms will bring out the best in these young fighters and some of these more experienced fighters that are looking for also their last chance. You know, so when you tell a fighter it's their last chance and they're going on a, a, up against another fighter that is his last chance too, you can pretty much guarantee <laughs> you're going to have a bomb, a burn burner, a burn, what a, I'm barn sorry, burner. A barn burner, right. That's yeah. always a tongue twister for me. <laughs> but you know, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give it their all. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna put out. And here at Pro Box TV, we wanna kinda, you know, uh gear ourselves to 50-50 fights. We want yeah. to put these fights together that we don't know who's the favorite. You don't know, you know, who's supposed to win this fight. You know, it's a pick 'em fight. And you're going to see two fighters that are in great shape, leave it all in the ring. And that's what we want to give our fans, exciting fights. That's what I love about it, because these fights are evenly matched. Who's your matchmaker mm -hmm. for Robox TV? Well, he works with a lot of guys right now. I don't know who's directing, the, the uh, who's actually the matchmaker, official matchmaker. Mm -hmm. I don't get involved in that. <laughs> they tell me. They tell me who's fighting, and then I take it from there. <laughs> you know there you what I'm go. saying? So, no, but it's really good. It's 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 fun to see, and the price point is oh, so yeah. cheap. <laughs> it's, 
You can't one ninety nine. Yeah, it's one ninety nine a month, less than a cup of coffee. So do yourself a favor, tap in. And our podcast is on fire. Man. I know I tell you. you guys have a I great mean, podcast. That's what the fans was telling me. Man, we see Pro Box TV. Man, they're on it and they're excited about it. They they're listening to Roy Jones, Paulie, and I break it down. And then if you you know the Spanish site, Paulie and Marquez, mm-hmm. they're doing a great a great job. And uh, to see Marquez inducted this weekend was a thrill. Yeah. So you know I got two of my partners in uh, as as Hall of Famers. So you know I, I'm just thrilled to death that I was there to support those guys. Roy Jones finished off with uh, y'all must have forgot that was classic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was classic. We and had just to see him. We had Roy on last week. Giandra, my partner, <laughs> was practicing her rap. Uh, uh, one of uh, <laughs> his rap. Don't even ask me to do it because I'm not going to throw some bars down, Antonio. But um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he even said something that, um, you know, we always talked about people, how they work together and if they don't like each other. And he goes, you know, what's so funny. A lot of people think or a lot of people thought Antonio and I don't get to get uh, don't get along, obviously, because you guys fought and you guys both. Um, he lost. It was a one loss and a one win for you. And now your partners, but it was also, it came down to the level, level of respect because there's people that are always going to look up to you or, uh, you look up to someone else, um, because they brought you into boxing, especially like some of, uh, you know, Olympians or whatnot. And he just says, you know, I don't have no hatred for no one, you know, maybe, you know, once we get in the ring, yeah, that's when it, it, it all boils down to, but outside it's all love because we're all fighters at the end of the day. We're all humans just here to feed our family. So I thought that was a really nice, it was a sweet gesture that he said. And I was like, I didn't know if you knew that <laughs> since you, you yeah, guys share you know, the mic. <laughs> you know, during the heat of the battle, though, back in the days, now it, it got a little, <laughs> no it love. got a little tense. <laughs> it got a little tense. Do you, you guys know, ever? Do you guys ever throw back? Like, do you remember that round three or round five? <laughs> then? No, nah, no, nah, we. I don't think we we haven't made it that far yet. We can go back. <laughs> we can go back and pick out rounds and dissect them and stuff now, but. It's definitely always been a mutual respect for Roy Jones Jr. How can you not if you love boxing? And that's what I can't understand sometimes. You know, if you say you love boxing, how can you really hate somebody that that, that did it the way I did it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody gave me anything, you know, and I think I think I can say it was two, three times harder for me. Mm-hmm. that's what my whole thing when I look back at my career it's just man hey I, I just always had to do it the hard way even even in boxing I had to be better than expected yeah you know I couldn't just win no I, I couldn't just win I had to blow them out I couldn't have anything remotely close you can go look at my record you know what I mean I, I never won a close decision yeah that's not you know, so it, it, I yeah with, with the things that I earned I earned it the hard way you know, and, and I just want everybody to understand that there was nothing given to me. Nothing. I think, you know, the 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 era of boxers from where you your era till now, it's very different because social media was not prevalent back then. Can you imagine if oh, it was? Imagine, you imagine, imagine, imagine. If it was. It's, you know, Come it's on. a game changer. And I get, you know, and that's why I always, I, I, I wonder why fighters do not use social media as a tool to, you know, bring in more fans, to bring in the sport of boxing, because obviously, you know, We've, we all say it. Jake Paul does it. 
he is legally by a boxing license a fighter, but he's done something that no one else has been able to do. Ryan Garcia has been able to do that. And you know, everyone says he's an Instagram boxer, but look at look at the amount of fans he has versus someone, yes, a very talented, great fighter, but if you don't have a fan base, then you know, you might not be able to get the big fights that we all want. So now it comes hand in hand. Uh, you, uh, boxing and putting your stuff out in social media and using that tool as something very, very productive and something positive for their career. And just like us, we have to use it for our, our podcast to like get the word out. If not, then no one will ever know about it. Well, you know, it's, it, it takes personalities. Yes. You know, everybody ain't going to be a Jake Paul or Logan Paul. Everybody's not going to be a Ryan, but you have to find your lane, your niche. And if it's in you, it's going to come out. And that's the, the thing about boxing. If you're that guy, it's going to come out because it's all going to come out in a square circle. And if you're not, it's going to come out. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So everything is going to be clear. If you continue to win and fight and compete, everything that's inside of you will be revealed. And, yeah. and you know, it all takes place in that center circle, you know, but hats off to those guys. They had uh, uh, found a way to really bring in, like you said, make themselves famous. Mm-hmm. Through boxing, through boxing. And Ryan Garcia has done that. I think Roley has done that very well. Yeah. When you look at the fact that he's only had 14 fights. But these guys are are, are unique individuals. You know, they don't they don't make these fight these type of fighters every day. You know what I mean? So these that's why they're where they're at, because they're unique. And he was he they they, they went out on faith. They took a chance. They took the risk and they, they, they succeeded on that. But now you still got to get in that ring and win. So Ryan Garcia right now is, is really uh, looking for that big fight that will really uh, solidify, you know, himself in the game as far as championship being championship type talent. He's calling out guys like Tank Davis. Yeah. So it won't be long. It won't be long even if it won't be next it won't be long before Ryan has the opportunity to prove himself amongst the very best. And when you look at guys like Devin Haney out there, uh, hovering in that weight class, you look at guys like Lomachenko, uh, also still Kambozic. I mean, uh, Tiafimo on the outside looking in, won his opportunity to prove that it wasn't just a fluke. So that lightweight division is on fire. And I can't wait to see when all the smoke is clear, because there's going to be a whole lot more smoke in that division. And right now, Devin Haney is the man on top. He has all the belts. But now we need to see, can he defend? Camboza hasn't been able to defend. Teofimo hasn't been able okay, to defend. So, you know, Teof- when we when we go Lomo back to Chanko hasn't been able to defend. Well, so, Loma, yeah, we saw what happened with Loma. And, and, and sadly that he wasn't able to take the fight with Camboza because obviously he's he's in Ukraine uh, defending his country. So obviously he made the next best bet or the next best fight obviously is Haney who had the WBC belt, which is rightfully the the fight that should happen to find out who the true undisputed was at the time. And now we definitely know the email champ, the whatever, the, the belt that was mailed to him, the franchise champion is all now Devin Haney. Now, so uh, Cambosos said that he felt that he did much better and he was a closer fight. I don't know how you scored it, but uh, he is going to reactivate that uh, the rematch. And it's going to happen in Australia. And Hayden doesn't care. He's he's down to go back to Australia and beat him again, like he says. Can Cambosos change his game plan? And can he outbox or can he even knock out Devin Haney? 
Well, you know, man, I was all wrong about that fight because I just really believe Camboza would have brought a lot more to the table. I didn't expect Devin Haney would go over there and control that fight like he did. And But you learn something new every day. Yeah. You know, and not that I was underestimating him. I, I just, I hadn't seen the... Uh, uh, you know, the poise and the, you know, uh, in the ring at the time. And, and, but he did his thing behind a controlling jab. He grew up in front of our eyes. Yeah. You understand me? He was focused. And even if his father wouldn't have made that trip, I think Devin Haney would have performed just as well. So you, you got to take your head off to a young guy. Absolutely. This young with yeah. that type of focus. You know, it's just unbelievable that what he did. And, hey, he's saying, bring it on. I want to get rid of Kemboza. Get him out the way so I can have a clear path to whomever wants to challenge me for these belts. So I like his mindset. I like his approach. You know what I mean? And he really impressed me. So, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I can't say – I can say I'm a Devin Haney fan, but I really can see Devin Haney doing some big things in his light heavyweight I'm sorry, this lightweight division. And uh, really, when you look at Shakur Stevenson out there with that Olympic pedigree, I mean, that's a, a, a mega fight. Mm-hmm. And you look at guys like Tank Davis, that's a mega fight. And even Teofimo or even Lomo is a mega fight. So Devin Haney is going to be busy, busy, busy defending those belts. He's and I just can't options. wait to see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, we've always <laughs> known the lightweight division was fire, but now it's even brought more fire into this division because they all want the belts. And Devin Haney doesn't care. Like he says, he doesn't even care about the money. He'll fight wherever he'll. He went clear across around the world, down under. Possibly his father was not going to uh, show up, but he, he went there, like they said, to go be a man and bring home those belts, and he sure did in a fashion. I'm going to ask you for predictions because that's what we do. Because Since our show is called The Best Women's Boxing Show, period, uh, we obviously, I know that you are a fan of women's boxing, but uh, are, you, are you familiar with Michaela Mayer versus Alicia Baumgartner? I've heard of Bumgarner, but I I'm, I really haven't put those two fighters under the microscope. I, I'll be honest. I got to really verse myself on in the women's boxing. Ooh, I, yes, you, you know, do, Antonio. With, every, with, with, every, with everything else going on, you know, with the guys, I, I really have to pay that more attention. But like I said, you know, um, I did see the uh, Katie, Katie Taylor fight mm-hmm. in, in New York. Serrano. In New York. So that, Serrano, that was a big fight. You know, everybody saw that when they packed you know, Madison Square Garden, uh, uh, you know, and Clarissa Shields is uh, one of the more popular lady fighters that I that I follow and watch. You know, even MMA, I don't watch MMA a whole lot uh, other than just the superstars. But, you know, I, I got to do better with the comeback sport because it is, you know, uh, comeback sports. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I admit I got to do better with, you know, educating myself a lot more on the young ladies that are putting that work in out there. Uh, in this era, in this, in today's sports, because in today's it, boxing, th- those ladies right now are showing up and showing out. Uh, before yeah. that, you know, they were always put at the bottom of the card, or just you know when the doors weren't even open yet. And now they're featuring, they're headlining MSG, uh, uh, Mayor versus Baumgartner. That's a unification, and whoever wins, they're going to fight Choi for uh, undisputed. So these are big. Uh, these are big fights that are happening. Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall. That's going to happen hopefully in London. Uh, I believe in September. Uh, that. 
that's going to be the grudge match and uh, just a lot of fights. And the best part about it, Antonio, is that they all talk shit on Twitter. They, <laughs> because you never, you know, women before would never say anything because we're not supposed to say, we're not supposed to talk like that. How else are you going to get fights made? And it's and right. it's not for fake. These people don't like each other. They mean it. They, <laughs> they mean really it. Yeah. mean it. And it's just like it's just like you and Roy or anyone else that has a grudge match. They put it out on Twitter, and eventually that fight gets so much buzz. Fans are they're 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 clamoring for it, and then they're like, make this fight happen. And when it actually happens, the buildup to that fight is going to be so mega. People are going to be buying the pay-per-views or going to be watching the mm. fights or going to be buying tickets to the fights to watch two females throw it down in the ring. And they're going to give you one hell of a fight because some of these women do not stop punching. They don't. Punching, right. Yeah, they don't. Right. So uh, just, you know, uh, I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to see if you watched any women's boxing. But uh, are there any fighters right now that is on your radar that are prospects or that are um Almost at world contention, though. Uh, not almost at world contention, but we have some fighters down at Pro Box TV that I really have taken a liking to, you know. Um, so uh, Daniel Brockers for one, uh, Najee Lopez. These are the two guys I think that are really going to make their imprint in the game early, not late. But I think once they get about ten to twelve fights under their belt, I think the people going to really be paying paying close attention to these guys' development. Because from what I see, you know what I'm saying, they're on the right track of really being, you know, uh, you know, real big figures in this game. They, okay. They've shown all the talent and ability. They mm -hmm. really have. No, that's good. I like that. I like that. But, you know, I'm going to ask you this one. I'm so high on this fighter. I swear, like I always say, I told Roy, I go, I think I'm going to probably be his number. I probably was number one fan. Boots Ennis. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, Bruce Ennis, yeah, yeah. But see, he's a he's a guy that has shown superstar talent, yes. and ability. You know, he he definitely and he did it the right way. You know, he's did it the hard way. He's earned it. He's earned it, and he's uh, really developed tremendously over the last two or three years. I've I had my eye on Ennis for a long, long time. I always tell people I see him first because I see the ability and the talent way long before it's developed. You know, and that's just one of my knacks. You know what I'm saying? You, but uh, when you see yeah, that, been, what do you I, see? What do you see when you when you see that before anyone else? What are you particularly looking for? Well, it's just it's a unique thing that you see that you know that the real fighters only have. You know what I mean? And it's a it's an approach to the game. It's attitude. It's confidence. It's it's the it's the quiet confidence that you can see. You know, um, you can listen to their words. You know what I mean? Sometimes you, you get confused sometimes, but most of the time they'll, they'll tell you who they are and, and, you know, but it's, do you believe them or not? Mm -hmm. you know I mean, mm -hmm. so that's the thing, you know, they'll tell you who they are, but it takes a while for everyone to believe them or for them to prove that what they say was true. Got it. But uh, talent is talent is something you can see with the naked eye. You know, you can see how, uh, you know, how a guy throw his jab. And the first thing I look for in a young fighter is balance, rhythm, balance, rhythm. And does he have to get set to punch or can he punch off motion? These are the things that I look for and say, hey, if a guy is doing that naturally, he's like a, a ball of clay. You can make and create whatever you want, mm -hmm. you know, through just information, 
So, and then, and these champions, they, they have it inside. It's something that drives them. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just can't, you know, you can hardly speak on it because you, you know it when you have it and you know it when you see it. That's true. It's just something inside of these guys that whatever they, why is, why is your why? That it, it, a lot of time it's, it has nothing to do with money. It's, it's something that other, that they're uh, uh, overcoming something there, uh, you know, within them that they have to prove to themselves. And you know what? It makes the, the best champions. It makes Hall of Fame type fighters. And I see that type of quality in guys like Ennis, you know, uh, with the power, the speed. And he just know what he's doing. You can see that in the ring. He has total control. And it's the type of stuff that you don't see every day. Yeah. Well, he's in one of those deep divisions uh, that obviously we're going to have to find out who's going to be undisputed against um, Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, you know I have what? to hear your prediction. I know you don't give hey, predictions, you know but please tell me. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this. I've been getting a lot of flack, and, and it's like I, I don't understand uh, being an analysts and commentators. There's only two people that we're talking about. You know, the blue corner and the red yeah. corner. It's not like we're favoring anyone. I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I'm breaking down Crawford as well as Errol Spence. And I'm telling you, uh, people are saying that I'm say, I'm favoring Crawford. <laughs> I, I'm not favoring Crawford. You heard it first. Just, He's not favoring Crawford on the Best Women's Boxing not, Show, period. <laughs> I'm just telling you what Crawford's abilities are. I'm, I'm telling you what his abilities are and I'm telling you what Errol Spence's abilities are. And I tell everyone, you know, I've seen Errol fight in different ways. He can box, you know what I mean? But when Errol Spence is Errol Spence, he's, he's, he's putting that pressure on you. He's breaking you down. He's backing you up and he's, he, he's, he's destroying your body, working from the body to the head. And that's his game. When he's on his game, that's what he's, that's what I see Errol Spence doing. For the most part, can he do more? Of course he can do more. Has he been forced to do more? You know, that remains to be seen. Because yeah. a lot of times we don't, we do exactly what we need to do until we're forced to do something else. You understand? Mm -hmm. that, and we're forced by the heat of the battle, that opposition across from you. He's going to make you do something else. And if you can't do something else well, your mm -hmm. chances of winning or defeating that guy it's slim to none. So when you look at bag of tricks and, and, and I've seen Crawford fight in so many variations, so many ways, and he's been, a, you know, a dog in all of them. When I say dog, that means he's shown, he's got heart you know, grit. Yeah. He's trying to put bodily harm on you and he ain't going to stop until you're out until he's, you know, he's knocked you out or stop you. You know, he go about his business that way. Very professional. And I like that about Crawford. You know what I mean? And I see a lot of myself in Crawford, meaning the way he approaches it. When you look at these names that they call, he don't care nothing about them. You understand me? He see his vision clear. I see that. But can Errol Spence, anybody, if anybody in the world going to defeat uh, Crawford, it's going to be Errol Spence. A yeah. guy with that ability, that size, and with that potential. It's going to be Errol Spence. And if anybody's going to be Spence, it's going to be a guy like Crawford. So they're perfectly tailor-made for each other. I don't know who's going to win, but I can tell you how that fight looks, how it's going to be, but and, and what could, we can expect. But when you fight great fighters, 
that 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 ability and that talent rises. So we don't know. These guys can go to levels that maybe we haven't even seen them fight at just yet. So that's what we're hoping, that they bring the best out of each other. And we have an instant classic where we have an instant rematch and possibly a trilogy to finally see who weight class it really is. Yeah, That's what I'm looking forward to. Do you think that fight will end in a knockout? It could. When you look at these guys' power, you look at Terrence Crawford, he's a great finisher. Mm -hmm. That's what I've noticed about Terrence Crawford. If he hurts you, he's going to finish it. And the same can be said for for Spence. You know, the same can be said for Spence. But, you know, when I look at that fight against uh, Danny Garcia, you know, I I think uh, he could have put on the – he could have pressed that pedal a little bit. I, I think it would have been great if he could have stopped Garcia. And I think at moments I felt like he could have if he could have just applied that pressure. Well, when if it would have been Terrence Crawford, we wouldn't have been questioning if he, you know, uh, applied that pressure because he would have did that. That's just a fighter he is. You understand? He's going to finish you if he hurts you. Oh, and and that's the difference I've seen. I'm not – because Spence has a real uh, – his personality is real soft. He's laid back. But that don't mean that that mm-hmm. dog ain't inside. He, he's not a beast. You understand me? But Crawford more, he wear it on his shoulder. You know what I mean? That's his personality. So don't get it twisted. I know that dog resides in Spence as well. He's shown us that. Yeah. You know, he's traveled abroad and beat quality fighters. And, and, and just everyday fighters don't do that either. So both of these guys have shown greatness. That's why the fans want to see who's the greatest and who's the very best in the welterweight division. I'll be pissed if that fight does not happen next. I mean, these people saying that the contracts are signed, I it needs to be signed. That's all I can say. Okay, and lastly, because we're going to have to let, uh, let you go soon, quick, because I know that you also fought at heavyweight, Usyk versus Joshua 2, the rematch. Who wins and how? You know, Joshua, he has to go through the fire the first time and, and, and really tell himself, you know what, that wasn't, that wasn't so bad. I could have did this. I could have did that. And we saw that against Ruiz. Um, but, well, but to be fair, Ruiz came in much heavier, much oh, heavier we, in the, in the okay. rematch. <laughs> okay, now we can say the same thing about Joshua in the first fight. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, that's okay, true. So he was weighing about 260 about 30 pounds too much. I mean, uh, even though he's a big guy, but yeah, we could say the same thing about him in the first fight that allowed Ruiz to even have that dominating performance. Okay. But Joshua went through it and he got back on the, got back on the, to the drawing board and you saw he made adjustments. So uh, can he make enough adjustments to overturn what Usyk has as far as his ability to box in the ring, move, and, uh, you know, set these big guys up because of his speed. Um, that determined, that that remains to be seen. But I know uh, if AJ is coming in here to try to outbox uh, Usek, it's going to be a long night. Well, He's going to have to. You saw Robert Garcia is now uh, taking him on as part of his team, or he's brought in Robert Garcia, the trainer. Uh, will that help, or will he revert to his old style? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and uh, <laughs> throw, throw any trainer under the microscope. I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'm not going to do That's it. Fair. But, 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 you know, um, you know, uh, these guys got to get someone that can teach them, man. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? And uh, really show them how it goes. You know, like, boxing 
is a science, you know, it's a science to the madness, you know, um, and technically, you know, it, 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 you know, you got to start that from that foundation. And if that foundation is weak, you ain't going to be able to build a whole lot on it. So sometimes these guys got to go back to the drawing board, even if it takes going back from step one uh, yeah. to get the foundation solid. You know, I don't know these guys communication ability, I, you know, how, to, how they communicate with fighters. You know, I, I'm not, I, I don't know, but we're going to see if he's the trainer that, you know, he's saying that he is because he has an opportunity to get it right in one time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, long time ago, I offered uh, Anthony Joshua to come work with me just to show these guys, you know, it ain't going to take but one. Did he respond? You know I mean? to, uh, no, no, he didn't respond. And I offered Wilder also, you know, because I just want to show these guys it ain't gonna take but one. Yeah, it's showing what you know. What you know for the training game. What's you know what's missing? You know, um, it's kind of hard because I want to stay neutral, but it's kind of hard when I know I have so much that I can offer and give. Yeah, it's kind of hard. You know what I'm saying? You but, know, you're you're not you're, you're there's so many fighters that you know, like even Floyd has offered Joshua. Like a lot of fighters have offered, but because you all you know your talents that you can possibly help someone, but they have to want to be helped. That's 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 the thing. So we'll find yeah, out. You, we'll you, find out. You if, can take them. You can take them to the well, but you can't make them drink. But they, yeah. eventually, you know, like I said, I'm gonna be one. I know because the knowledge I have, yeah. and you know, I can teach what I know. And that's a talent. You understand? That's yeah. I can teach what I know. And, and anybody I get in front of, it, it's going to be different because it's coming from the source. You understand me? So, you know, believe me, I have inf- the type of influence that I have. It's, 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 it's magic. It's magic. You're the it magic is. man. It's that's magic. Why. <laughs> it's totally magic. It's totally magic. And, and, I, and I teach the sweet science. Everything I'm teaching is, is, is proven. You understand me? And, um, yeah, Uh-oh. I think I have a lot to offer. That remains to be seen. But you can you can check my son out. He ain't never had no amateur boxing, you know, real amateur boxing uh, background. But when you look at him, he's scientifically solid. You know, you know he that foundation is there. He does. You know, he can do anything in the ring. You know, so it, that proves that I can teach what I know. You understand me? So you know that goes without saying. And I'm not offering my services. I'm just saying one day. Somebody going to realize that there is a, a tree over here and, and, you know, we, we sprouting out all this good fruit, man. They better come get some. You see what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> oh Antonio, it was such a pleasure. You know, when you are in Vegas, please come by and uh, be a guest on our show. If you were ever in Vegas anytime soon, because we would love to have you. And it's whenever Giandra is back in the studio with us. But um, I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Make sure all your fans follow me. All your followers follow me. Where, at Antonio yeah, Tom, yeah, there you go. On all social media. There you go. There you go. Tap in, man. And make sure y'all uh, link, like, and uh, like and share and subscribe. ProboxTV.com. Hey, $1.99 a month, man. 
is cheaper than a, uh, a cup of coffee. So go get that. Really and you can is. see the big four, the big four, me, Paula Malignaggi, Roy Jones Jr. And Manuel Marquez, the podcast, baby. Don't miss it. So, so good. But again, um, thank you again, Antonio. And I can't wait to say if all your predictions or just your breakdowns are on point with all of the fighters. Yeah, yeah not predictions. Down. Remember here, he did not predict <laughs> Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford for Undisputed. He just gave his thoughts on their breakdowns. <laughs> so that's it. That's, that's it. it. Okay. Well, then uh, make sure. Remember, Antonio, get get to know some of these women fighters because I'm telling you I right will. now, they, I, I will. they I bang. Will. Okay, guys. Well, again, um, another one wrapped in the can, and Giandra eventually will be back in the in the um, in the on the table with us to join us for another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show. Period. But for now, I'm your host Cynthia Conte, and thank you for tuning in. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys. 